Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. But as an entrepreneur, I don't think we do that. Like when we fail, we're like, let's go, keep moving, keep moving. So I think a piece of advice that I love that I kind of use in my day-to-day is like to slay the dragon. Three, two, one. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, this is Joe Peterson. I'm the vice president of cloud and security with Clarify 360. I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about a year, and I was drawn in by the energy and enthusiasm of the Women in Tech podcast. Esprit does a really great job in sharing stories of women in tech so that young female listeners can put themselves in the shoes of these women speaking. See, I strongly believe that if we don't show young women the way forward in tech by sharing our stories, then they won't know what's possible. The stories are what creates the value and inspiration. Great job, guys. To connect and collaborate with extraordinary women in tech around the world, remember to go to the Women in Tech Facebook group at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. The best business resource I have is my mentor's private Facebook group. I've never found a community that cares more about one another's success. It inspired me to create the same thing for podcasters. If you're a tech company or startup looking to grow your podcast audience, I created GetPodcastListeners.com, a private group specifically to discover how other podcasters have grown their audiences so we could do the same. Check out GetPodcastListeners.com. That's GetPodcastListeners.com. So I'm a person that struggles a lot with anxiety. And in today's personal spot, I'm going to be sharing with you a few of the things that I've been doing in order to do these pattern interrupts with my anxiety. So when I start to feel anxious, I have some tools that can kind of help me at least, you know, tolerate it or like reduce it, dissolve it, just something so I don't lean into the anxiety and then spiral and then go out of control and and eat the entire cookie store, you know, and like just freak out and not do anything. So a few of the things I do to combat my anxiety, one, I've used Headspace meditation app for years. I really, really like that app. Um, But I found a couple other ones. Yesterday on a drive, especially in LA traffic, can cause so much anxiety in itself. I used brain.fm and I used their deep breathing exercise for 15 minutes. And yo, something about the music, it just works. It just really, really works. So brain.fm is one of the ones. I also randomly signed up for this app called Aura app. It's not the Aura ring, it's A-U-R-A. And I was like, what is this nonsense that's on my phone? But I actually love it. It has nature sounds that are really just like, Like if I just start to feel anxious, I just put this on and just like chills me out. So between headspace for meditation and all of these have meditation, they have sound, like they all kind of have 
the same categories of things, but their their type of content is different, meaning like one one deep breathing exercise will have a different person, you know, walking you through it than the other one or whatever. They're just like different styles, I should say, right? So yeah, aura A-U-R-A, brain.fm, and uh, Headspace are just like so clutch in working through my anxiety or when I start to feel panic and all this stuff. And of course, it's not like 100%, but it, it helps a lot, like a lot, a lot. Like if I start to feel those negative thought patterns come on, it's like, all right, let's go into a deep breathing exercise. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Well, enjoy the next episode. Bye. the Women in Tech podcast, celebrating women in tech around the world. So excited for our next guest coming at us from Los Angeles. Welcome, Amanda. Hello. Hi, Esprit. How are you? Good. So a little insider secret for everyone listening is Amanda has been the most patient and understanding person ever. So she has like 20,000 extra brownie points <laughs> in my heart and mind right now. Amanda, go ahead and tell us a little bit. Your last name is Light. You definitely bring light to the day. Oh, tell us a little you. That's bit. That's very sweet. Of course. Tell us a little bit about um, who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Amanda Light. I am a co-founder and director of growth at Nimbler.ai. And we are an AI scheduling and communication platform in healthcare and wellness. And we drive revenue with a conversational patient experience for healthcare companies using texting and phones. So it's AI automation in medical practices. And when did you first become interested in technology? Was it when you were a little girl? Was it later in life? When? What were those first inklings of Hmm. Yeah, I, I remember like the first day that my dad brought home a flip phone that had a camera. I, w- I couldn't put it down. And he had an old like compact laptop, probably weighed as much as I did that I would lug with me everywhere. But so I guess those were some early signs. But I've just always been interested in tech and everything that it brings. Um, I always knew that I wanted to kind of have some sort of sales role, some sort of leadership role. And I mean, tech is, is the perfect place for that. So if for me, it's just been about finding my fit, finding my people, finding the industries that are kind of ripe for innovation and things like that. I did have some early inklings for sure. And when did you start Nimbler? We started Nimbler in 2017. And what inspired Nimbler? Yeah, so... We came together with basically the problem that we wanted to solve is the problem of no-shows in healthcare. And it sounds simple, but it's a $150 billion problem um, today just in the U.S. alone. So it was nice to come into it with one simple problem. We wanted to bring a solution into the market. And the other problem, why healthcare can be so fragmented in technology is because one you know, medical group, for example, doesn't want to have 30 different technologies, 30 different softwares. And so we were like, whatever we build, it's going to be synced into their existing technology, their existing software. So that was, we kind of ran with that. And we have our CTO has a background out of Stanford Research Institute, long background in AI. And so we basically harnessed this AI technology just with the conversational piece, making the outcomes kind of a lot better. So automating the patient communication in sync with those digital existing calendars or in healthcare, they're called an EHR, electronic health record. So Holly is like automating the job of a call center essentially. So for you and I, it's any reason that you would call your doctor's office or they would need to call you, right? We automate that. And then we're working in sync behind the scenes to update it just as a receptionist would. Before Nimbler, what was your journey to get to Nimbler? What were you, who were you before then? Yeah. So when I was in college, I started a job. It was like part-time for another entrepreneur, but it was, it was more like a sales gig, essentially. 
Um, and it was in logistics, which is another great industry, very, very ripe for innovation and defragmenting, not a very sexy industry, but <laughs> so I started kind of working for him. He had a consulting company. So making calls, you know, doing the the grind, the sales work. And he was building this kind of marketplace, not really a silo, but in healthcare to connect in, sorry, in um, logistics to connect right. forwarders with shippers and customers, independent sales reps. It's very, there's a lot of moving parts there. So I loved what he was doing. He he inspired me. And so I kind of started with sales for him. And then he had this prototype and he was after college. He was like, do you want to try this out with me and see if we can't figure out who to sell this to, how to sell it, what we need to change about it, what our product market fit is. And I was like, that sounds like fun. Let's do it. So he went in a little bit of a different direction and we're still working on another product in logistics, which is awesome. And I still work with him on, on a weekly basis. But basically that gave me the taste of entrepreneurship and I loved it, right? Wearing all the hats, trying everything, grinding and, and learning so fast. And then after that, I did more of like a, a corporate role, which was really interesting, right? Especially from a sales perspective, just the numbers, the inputs, the outputs, how sales is just repeating, repeating, memorizing, knowing what to say. And I really loved kind of seeing the ins and outs of that like well-oiled sales machine from 50 sales reps at a company. So that really helped me understand, right? Once you build these things, what do they look like? So then I had that corporate experience, which I liked, but if you're an entrepreneur saying the same thing, you know, the money might be good or what have you, but right. it was missing a little something for me. So basically Nimbler happened and here we are. And what would you say is your main driver day to day? Like what makes you feel that fire that you do building what you are? That's a good I mean, question. Your fire is so evident. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's because I'm wearing red. Um, <laughs> I would say it's, like I mentioned earlier, leadership is big for me and just leading a team to success really, really drives me, lights the fire in me for sure. The grit and like collaboration that can happen like underneath me and, and that I can help to happen, it makes me feel fulfilled. The team feels fulfilled. The team feels worthy. And it's not about, there's no end goal, right? It's, you have to keep pushing and climbing the mountain. So you have to celebrate the little things and slowly climb that mountain and set small goals with your team. And for me, just... It's so rewarding. I love what I do. I love the team that we work with. I feel so lucky. And and yeah, for me, it's just about knowing that I can make a difference in these folks, like professional and hopefully personal life. And what huge obstacle have you successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? I would say for Nimbler, the early days, you know, we knew we had a problem that we were solving, but the hardest part, especially so for using the healthcare example, you're going into a real medical practice or a medical group with tens or hundreds of doctors and that's serious business. They're not just going to let anybody through those doors, but when you have no success cases yet, you know, you're knocking on doors kind of. So probably when we first were able to get our product in people's hands inside of their EHR and we were making a difference and we started converting trials and we just looked around and we're like, oh my gosh, we're doing this. It wasn't easy. And obviously the product that you start with is completely different than the product that you end up with. Not that we even have a product that we've ended up with yet, but yeah, I would say that that was a really rewarding obstacle to overcome was kind of the early days. And now it's just about scalability. And I, I always I always love to ask this question because I love software so much. What uh, outside of Nimbler, what's your favorite tool, website, mobile app? Oh, can I say Slack? I just You could totally it's how, so crazy how many people say Slack. Oh my I don't know how. It's like Uber. How did we ever live without it? You know? <laughs> what would you say is the most optimized way of using Slack? Because I you know, Slack mm. is used for communities, it's used for teams, it's used for so many things. But I think sometimes it can become a distracting tool, but it's so funny how many people have said their favorite tool is Slack. So you seem to be a very efficient 
like hauled together person. So I'm dying to know, like, how do you you (laughs) specifically use Slack so everyone can take note? This is how they should be using it too. I'm I'm glad I'm coming off that way. That's a big compliment. (laughs) I'm also sort of a stream of consciousness person. There's definitely room for improvement for me, but yeah, we try to keep it organized and but it's just a good way. Like they say, that could have been an email. That meeting could have been an email. I love that piece of it. And we do use it. So we have like partners in the healthcare space and we just have channels with them. So like all of their sales reps or what have you, and just, you know, if we need to make an announcement and we just, you know, hammer it out to all those different groups. So we are using it outside of the organization. And, and I just think, I mean, especially nowadays, we're still primarily remote. We have a bit of a hybrid model going on, but it's just really helpful and, and everyone feeling united so easy now that we can't be in the same office to ping somebody, ask about their personal life, you know, have a quick chat, even just a quick connection, I feel like makes a difference. So I use it in a lot of different ways, but I appreciate that I seem so put together. I think on Slack, <laughs> my team would be like, why did Amanda send me seven messages in a row? <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say is the best piece of advice that you've gotten that's really helped propel you in your career? Typically to answer this, I say like never stop failing because I love that. Mm. I it's it's so true. But as an entrepreneur, I don't think we we do that. Like we don't when we fail, we're like, let's go, keep moving, keep moving. So I think a piece of advice that I love that I kind of use in my day to day is like to slay the dragon. And to slay the dragon just means every day, like maybe you have a deadline coming up, you have some conflict that you need to deal with, you have a project that you need to do, or it's like the hardest task of the day, just slay the dragon, like no excuses. And it helps me propel when I just can have that mentality to keep moving. Um, It helps me just propel my day. And then you're like, you know what, I finished that instead of putting it off, I'm done. And then, you know, at the end of the week, you are where maybe you thought you'd be on Wednesday of the following week. So slaying the dragon, that's kind of my motto. And where would you like to see Nimbler a few years from now, like two years from now? What's your long-term vision? Yeah, so we're raising our Series A right now, which is very exciting. That's another obstacle we'll have to overcome. And so hopefully we will have raised that shortly. And then scalability. So we are a US-based company, but we have a global vision. So like I've been talking about this kind of like appointment problem, right? right? Whether it's patient acquisition or just customer acquisition in general, making sure you have a full capacity on your calendar for a provider, right? You're going to be making as much money as possible, not having idle time, the no-shows, all these different problems involved involved to an appointment. It's also not even necessarily just inside of healthcare or wellness. Like appointments are in automotive, real estate, you name it. And it's also this healthcare and wellness problem is global, right? So this is a problem that we want to solve on a global scale. So we're looking to scale We've recently built this integration inside of Google Calendar where we're trying to Mm. break the paradigm of Holly needing to be integrated with the electronic health records. So you can utilize using our add-on, you can utilize Google Calendar like a medical practice can as an EHR. So the, the EHR is important for the clinical piece, but for us, we don't really need to exchange clinical information at all. It's all about that appointment. So by harnessing this Google example, and we're also connected to WhatsApp, right? So we're texting in the US, but WhatsApp is global. So we have a vision to expand. Um, I would love to see us. We're already in 10 countries and in five different languages. I would love to double or triple that in the next five years and just start to help kind of close this communication gap around the world in other countries. Nice. And one thing as a global community of, you know, women, men, all, all ethnicities, everybody, like what can we do to support you to get to those goals? Yeah. I mean, just starting the conversation, it's hard because it's at such a deep source inside of healthcare, how fragmented it is. 
we just need to start breaking down small barriers. So I think spreading the word for the sole practitioners, right? The the folks, let's use like a therapist, for example, spreading the word about this particular example, if you know a therapist, right. they are their own receptionist, right? They can't afford or they don't have a human receptionist. And the stat is for every one hour that a therapist is in session, they have another hour of administrative work. And they don't want that. It's not efficient. They have domestic lives they have to deal with. So like with Holly, what we're doing is at a fraction of the cost, we're giving them that 24-7 AI assistant. And it's all inside of Google Calendar, a technology that everyone's super familiar with. So to help make quality of life go up for providers, access to care go up for patients across the globe and across the U.S., um, by utilizing the Google Calendar piece, it's going to be more accessible. And that's kind of our, our key to the scalability beyond the B2B model. But yeah, just spreading the word. And, and our whole goal is just to, like I've been talking about that communication gap between patients and offices. We want to, it's a care gap. And the more difficult or challenging it and time consuming it is for someone to access care, the less likely they are to do it. And so it's important that we improve that for the care accessibility for early detection, mental health, all that. And how can people connect with you? They can find me on Twitter at Amanda Light and then an underscore. They can find me on LinkedIn, Amanda Light, and then you can just search Nimbler. N-I-M-B-L-R dot A-I. No one gets it right the first time. I have to spell it phonetically usually. (laughs) Incredible. Amanda, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. Is there anything else you wanted to share before we wrap up? Yeah, we are hiring. If anybody listening knows anybody, sales, customer success, interns, even engineers, we are hiring. So if you ever want to send your resume over to careers at nimbler.ai, we'd love to hear from you guys. An end of convo question. What book do you think we should all read? Uh, is this a, is this a shoe in lean in by Sheryl Sandberg? Does everybody uh, say that one? <laughs> no, no, it's okay. If I that, love that. If that yeah, it's a hu- it had a huge impact on me. Lean in, Sheryl Sandberg. It's a great read for women if you haven't read it already. And for anybody who doesn't know, can you give them a little teaser of what it's about? Totally. It's just like an inspiring story about being a woman and how today we're so lucky that because of what so many have done before us, it's about just how to stand up to your can't stand up for yourself and and why you should keep working and you know, there's societal pulls to stop working as a woman, but how it can really bring you a lot of, of self-worth and meaning. And, you know, that's generalization, but I really enjoyed the book and it, and it um, gave me a very, you know, uniting feeling of women. And I, I read it a couple of times. I really love it. Awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more awesome women in tech around the world. Remember, go to the Women in Tech community at womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. I will see you guys, talk to you guys in the next episode. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Amanda Light, co-founder and director of growth at nimbler.ai an AI scheduling and communication platform based in Los Angeles, and you're listening to Women in Tech. The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.